Hello, hello everyone. GMGM. Welcome to Web3 Magic Podcast. Here I talk with builders of some of the most interesting projects across Web3 space. Interesting by the use case, not by the price of a token. So let's warm up with music and jump. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Web3 Magic Podcast. Today I'm sitting here with Stefan Cooks. And uh, we are going to talk about the cool new project which he's running uh, called DM3 Network. And it's about messaging and privacy. So you guys know it's you know, my uh, area of interest, uh, heavy interest recently. So I'm happy I met uh, Stefan in Istanbul during the Labs breakfast. Um, so hi, Stefan. Yeah, thank you for having me. Wonderful. So let's start like usual. What is your journey uh, that got you to crypto? And then we can talk how you got to the M3. Yeah, so I started my career as a mathematician. I worked for a long time in the automotive industry, doing a lot of software development, a lot of interesting stuff, big, big data, simulation, and, and so on. Wow. And in 2017, I joined a startup from two of my friends, Christoph Jensch and Simon Jensch. So Christoph was in the very early days strongly connected to Ethereum, was chief test of Ethereum, and then they founded Slogit, okay. and I joined Slogit in the very beginning. Yeah, and we did a lot of interesting stuff, building applications using blockchain for IoT, working together with a lot of companies in the energy market and so on. Yeah, and in this mm -hmm. year, yeah, we did a lot of research and development in the Web three space. Yeah, and now we started a new company, Corpus, which is a venture studio and uh, focused on the on Web3 applications. And we try to build applications which are missing building blocks in Web3 to become mainstream enabled. Okay. And so you choose which applications you build, right? Yes. So, in, so we are four founders and... We together, we have a lot of ideas and a lot of yeah, interesting projects. And yeah, we decide to start what we are interested in. And after a short time, normally between three to six months, we have an MVP and then we present it to uh, the community and see if there is a potential and mm -hmm. interest in this project. If so, we continue. If not, then we start new projects. I see, I see. So maybe a little bit of dig digress so early on, but so do you guys fund the projects yourself or do you use the retroactive funding like Gitcoin and... Yeah, both of it. So in the both beginning, when we start projects in our venture studio, we fund it completely by ourselves so that we are mm -hmm. completely independent. So we don't need anyone to fund these projects. But after a okay. while, when we see that there is a potential, then we build companies or organizations. So we have a lot of different models already tested. But we have mm -hmm. some projects which became commercial companies or profit companies. We have also projects like DM3, which are becoming non-profit mm -hmm. organizations and public goods. Yeah, and it depends really on the project. What is the best solution to bring it to life okay. in their own company or organization? Okay, very cool. And, so and how long? 
when, when we start with these organizations or companies, then of course we also get or try to get funding from outside so that mm -hmm. others can join these projects, investors, VCs, and also in the public goods area when we also are looking for grants right. to support okay. these projects. That makes sense. So how how old is the Venture Studio, you said? The Venture Studio was founded at the beginning of 2002. So it's okay. a little yeah. bit more than two years now. Nice, nice. Basically, pretty cool. Okay, um, so now take us to the journey to DM3. How it started, why, why, is there, why exactly the protocol? There are other like messaging protocols, right? Now, let, let me start from the very beginning. So actually, it is one of the projects we started in the very first days of our Angel Studio. The, mm -hmm. the event which uh, brought us to the point that we should start such a project was we tried to get some ENS names. So we mm -hmm. found these ENS names, they were not used, and we wanted to have them. So we, we tried in OpenSea to contact these people But it was almost impossible to send messages to these people. And then we said, normally in our space, in Web3 space, we have the keys. It should be very easy to build a solution to send an encrypted message to anyone where I have the address. So this was actually the begin of the DM3 journey. We started to build, in the beginning, an email-like client. Then we switched a little bit more to messaging so that we could use our keys from the wallet to create our communication keys and with this have the ability to send encrypted messages to any other wallet or address. Mm -hmm. So it took about five to six months to build a prototype to show that it works. And then we presented it to the public And the feedback was really strong. So not so not so much on the messaging solution. This was only a prototype, but more on the protocol. Mm -hmm. And a lot of feedback, especially from the ENS community. And the, with this feedback, we start mm -hmm. on, the, on the protocol. Mm -hmm. so, so that we, yeah, our main focus not, is not to build another messenger. We have a reference implementation to show that everything works as we have defined it, but our focus now is especially on the on the protocol side. So we have a lot of different Web3 messaging solution coming, which came to uh, operation in the last years, right? the last one yeah, year. True. We have a lot of interesting solution, but. When we look at these solutions, actually we see the same problem as we have in the Web2 world, that they are siloed. All of these solutions have their own ecosystem and they are not interoperable with each other. So that means for the users, if they decide to use one tool, the communication partner needs to use the same tool. Otherwise, it's not working. So and when we started with Team3, we looked what is really needed to make a secure Web3-based messaging. And we came to the conclusion that there are only three things which are really important. So the first thing is we need a central registry of the communication uh, information. Central, but decentralized. 
So we all know it from from email. So we can send encrypted emails. There are these PGP initiatives. It is possible. But if you tried it, so I tried it for a long time. I always did send my public key with my mails. I never received a single encrypted email back. So, and why is encrypted email not working? We don't have a registry where we find the public keys from the receivers. Right? Mm. So that's why it, it will not work. And in a Web2 world, such registry would be hosted by one single company. Right. And, and with this, it's not used by others right? because then they are dependent of this single mm. uh, partner or the single intermediate. So and now with Web3, we have the chance to build a central but decentralized registry. And we decided to use ENS for this because a lot of people are already using ENS names as a kind of uh, identity. Yep. So, and it is quite, uh, quite easy to see that when I publish my communication profile directly on my ENS name, then it's easy for others to find this information and to send encrypted messages. So this is the first point what is really essential. And the second point which is essential, we need a decentralized system of nodes to deliver the message. So when we look in the Web3 messaging ecosystems, we see different approaches. We have some who are using still centralized intermediates only using the keys for encryption and so on. So I call them the 2.5 messaging. Yeah. So they, they are using they are using a lot of interesting yeah, Web3 technologies, but uh, it is not yet fully decentralized. Then we have other protocols. They are uh, based on a broadcast network. So like in the beginning, Whisper, and now we have successors of this, Waku and, and others, yeah. uh, which are using the same yeah. approach that they have. They, they are using a decentralized network of nodes. Which they, these nodes are connected. I inject a message into this network. It is broadcasted in this network, and the receiver just connects to one of the nodes and receives the message. Yeah. So we also tested this approach. It is quite a nice approach if it's fully decentralized then it works nice. For privacy, it's a great solution. But from the standpoint of scalability, it's quite complicated. Because mm -hmm. when I broadcast all messages in the network, you know, when we look at messengers like WhatsApp, they are broadcasting hundreds of millions, even billions of messages per day. With attachments, a lot of, a lot of data. So, and we came to the conclusion to do this in such a network is really nice for special use cases, but for a general protocol, which can connect other protocols as well, it's too complicated. It's too heavyweight. So, and then we decided to build a decentralized network of not connected nodes, which act as relays for the messages. So that means the user decides which nodes he is connected to. Mm -hmm. and publishes these nodes in his profile. And when I want to send a message to this receiver, 
I just get his profile from the registry in ENS. And then I see which nodes he is connected to. And then I pick one or more nodes he is publishing and send the message to these nodes. And when the receiver picks up the message, it's deleted from the network and it is the responsibility of the application to store the message. This could be in a cloud storage, this could be a decentralized storage, it could be completely locally. It depends on the application. From the mm -hmm. protocol level, we don't care how it is stored. Now, we it's only basically like ephemeral messages on protocol level. Yeah. So, so the, the base protocol from DM3 is only for transmitting messages. How can I transmit messages? Gotcha. And the third point, which is important, is interoperability. So we have already a lot of interesting applications. And to be honest, it is not... Yeah, meaningful to try to replace all these protocols and solutions. But this will not work. And that's why we are we were looking how can we build such a we call it layer zero messaging protocol which can connect all these protocols in an easy and simple way. And with this delivery service relay approach it is quite easy possible. These other solutions they can operate delivery services And these services receive the messages which are meant for this network and then inject the messages into the other network. And with this, it's very easy to use such delivery services as gateways to any other solution. This could be decentralized solutions like broadcast networks. I have some delivery services which are connected to these networks. Mm -hmm. This could be also centralized applications. So Web2 messengers can also be integrated very easily. They just need to operate some delivery services to receive the messages and then inject these messages into their own solution. And with this, we did build a very lean based protocol for messaging, DM3. And on top of this, we also are developing a lot of extensions for for other things which might be needed in the messaging world. Right? This, the, the base protocol is peer-to-peer -peer messaging only, but then we have extensions for more privacy, for group chat, for public feeds, and so on. Right? A lot of different uh, extensions which can be used, but mm -hmm. are only extensions to the very lean base protocol. That's super interesting, actually, uh, because, as you said, you know, it's a, There is a flood of uh, applications now on different chains, different levels of chains, and uh, sometimes it's just confusing to put it all together uh, exactly. and know where you are messaging who. Yeah, so so you mentioned one important thing, and this is a question we, we are asked a lot of times. So we are focusing on ENS as the central registry, but there are a lot of other... EBM chains mm -hmm. or even uh, layer tools or even other chains. So, and how can they be integrated into a DM3? And for this, we also have a very interesting and well-working solution. So, we did a lot of development in Solvos, which can connect other data sources to ENS. And with these resolvers, we can, for instance, add all layer tools which are connected to uh, uh, 
to Ethereum. So that the storage of the information is not on layer one, which might be quite expensive, but on any other uh, on, on any other layer two like Optimism or other layer tools. We also can in integrate other chains. So for instance, at the moment we are working with Gnosis so that the Gnosis name service is connected also using these resolvers to uh, ENS so that all the information which is on this other name service is mm -hmm. then linked as well to a subdomain in ENS. And with this, we have this one source of information. We have these, right. uh, these ENS names and subdomains which have all this information, but the information could be stored on any other chain as well. So that means to integrate another chain, another solution, maybe also a centralized service is very easy. Just the information, the request information needs to be linked to a subdomain of ENS. And then we have a top level alias system where we can store the information mm -hmm. which top level is connected to which subdomain in ENS. So then, we, for instance, for, for Gnosis, no, they have the, the top level on GNO. Mm -hmm. And in the top-level IAS uh, API, we know that GNO is linked to Gnosis.eth. And with this, right. if we want to connect to a name on this other name service, we mm -hmm. just can link it to the connected ENS name and have all the information on one place, which is a decentralized solution. Everyone can connect to it and everyone can access this information. It's actually very cool because I just recently was part of some discussion on uh, Twitter or maybe it was Farcaster, I can't remember, where somebody asked, like, okay, apart from nice uh, name, like, what's the point of ENS, you know, like, wh what else do I get? And, uh, and this would be, uh, I think, super nice proposition that, you know, if you have your ENS name, you can suddenly send messages across uh, different blockchains to basically people with ENS names, basically anyone. Exactly. And also it is not dependent on the application. So every application which is supporting the DM3 standard can be integrated in this network. So I can publish a profile <coughs> from any application which supports the base protocol of DM3. And with this, that they can be connected to any other application which is using the DM3 protocol. Mm -hmm. And this without changing their base solution, their base architecture. Right? They simply need to have this, uh, yeah, this, uh, this delivery service which injects the messages as gateway into their solution. And then we have a, encoding which uh, provides all the decryption and decoding algorithms which are needed to uh, yeah to uh, encode the DM3 message. Mm. And same way, when they send a message, uh, then they use the encoder, the DM3 encoder, and then send it over their delivery service or directly to the delivery service of the receiver and can inject the message to any other DM3 compatible application. I see. So would that, from what you said, it would be possible to integrate centralized email service, which would work with the ENS name, right? Yes. Okay. So 
technically you could every communication system can you integrate into the DM3 network you know, by providing a registry so that we know how to deliver the message and how to encrypt the messages. And mm -hmm. also we have keys included to uh, to uh, have signatures for verification. Uh, it, this is also something which is really important in, uh, in messaging that you really know who is the sender. Uh, so sure. We know this from email. Uh, we, sometimes we receive emails from persons which look like someone who is well-known, but it is sent from someone else. And, and it's really hard to discover, is this really the origin, original sender or not? And with DM3, this cannot happen. I have always the encryption and I have the signatures that I can really verify, okay, this is the sender and nobody else can, can create the signatures and yeah, send a fake message in the name of another one. Gotcha. Very cool. And so what's the, what's the current state of DM3? Are you guys in beta, alpha, or is it fully functional protocol? And now you are basically doing the apps so you could show how it works to the world or? Yes. So, the, so we have released the base protocol. This was done beginning of this year. So we have so a, a long beta two phase. So to show that it works. So the base protocol, as I said, is finished and is, is usable. And we are right now working on integrations into other ecosystems. So especially this cross-chain functionality is something we are working on. We are also providing components so that applications which need messaging can use these components. Now, for instance, if you are developing a game and you want to have a secure in-app messaging or you are developing a wallet and you want to enable your wallet-to-wallet messaging, you just can use the DM3 embedded components and with this you have full featured, full secured messaging included in mm -hmm. your application which is already connected to the DM3 ecosystem. And with DM3 we can actually do something very cool. So when you use this component on your application, now for instance we have some partners which will use this component inside their website to have a direct contact to uh, some persons in the company. They just add a messaging window in this website. And when I go to this website, I can use my wallet, sign in with my wallet, and directly send a message. Now, only one signature is needed, and I can start. So, mm -hmm. But at this time, I can stay fully uh, yeah, anonymous. Now, I don't need to... Uh, share what is my yeah mostly my main inbox uh, right so but what i can do if i see this is an important uh, important conversation i can link this conversation to my main inbox now, this mm -hmm. is simply a service message which is sent and then i can connect these local mm -hmm. messaging solution to my inbox now, for instance this could be a support channel And right. uh, sometimes I use support channels, but it's really hard to follow the conversation. Uh, so yeah. I have always to go back to this website. And if I forget to uh, do an update regularly, then maybe I get an answer, but I don't see it. 
Right. So, and with DMS three, it would be very easy to say, okay, this is a, an important information or the important conversation. I link it to my inbox, and then it is mirrored automatically to my inbox. And then when I receive a message in this external application, I have it as mm -hmm. well in my inbox, and completely independent what DM3 compatible app I'm using. It doesn't need to be our DM3 messenger. It could be any other messenger which is DM3 compatible because it is completely based on the base protocol of DM3. And with this, it's very easy to include messaging, yeah, messaging solutions into other applications and link it to the main inbox. And with this, People are in full control of their conversations, and it, they they don't need to remember what sites I have to visit again to maybe collect some informations, which right. could be interesting. Right. Gotcha. It sounds great. Um, so it should spread like wildfire. When when is it going to be? Uh, you know, in the state that you believe others will start connecting to it and we'll see first apps using it so actually at the moment we uh, we are working with a lot of ecosystems to uh, uh, to integrate these uh, cross-chain functionality so that they en are enabled to use their networks to connect it to industry uh, we are also working with several applications which will use these components to integrate it in their applications. And we also started an initiative, we call it a messaging interoperability initiative, which means we are connecting to all yeah, Web3 messaging solutions, all is a big word, to a lot of them. And everyone is, of course, invited to join. And we are discussing with them what is the need in their point of view so that they can join this initiative and maybe come interoperable in the future. Yeah, of course, it's a long way. A lot of the Web3 messaging teams are very small teams, to be honest. Yeah. A lot of these applications don't have many users for now. And yeah. so that's why it's not a top, the top one priority for them to become interoperable because they have to solve a lot of other problems as well, but we have a very good feedback from, from a lot of these solutions that they are interested to cooperate in this way. I as see. I said in the beginning, the aim of DM3 is not to replace all these other solutions. It, the aim is to connect, uh, to help them that they can yeah, be connected to other applications very easily. And of course, If someone is building a new application, they also can use DM3 protocol as the layer one protocol and use it directly. But yeah, if they already have something, they can use it as layer zero protocol and connect their system into the ecosystem. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when you talked. It, it seems to me that, uh, especially if you are a new app and uh, you know you don't have many users, so your network effect is basically zero. Um, connecting to something like DM3, which might have already ecosystem of people, you know, using it, might be very beneficial for you, um, and it might kind of help you. It might help DM3, of course, because you know you bring something new, probably, ideally. Mm -hmm. 
and it may help you because they dm3 can bring some uh, potential users is there a way so i know that you know we talked about messaging and stuff but it's, it uh, it looks a lot like the um attempts for decentralized social media, right? Would it be possible to connect my messaging from, say, Farcaster to DM3? Yes, actually, there is a protocol extension we are building. It is not yet implemented, so we are working on the specification of this. So we mm -hmm. call it a public feed extension. So mm -hmm. just in social media, it's, it's not that you send a message to someone Single yeah. to a single person, but you uh, send a message to the public. And the DM3 public feed extension is exactly this, so that I can publish messages which mm -hmm. are shown in other applications. And so, as I said, we we are working on the specification on this of this at the moment. And then, yes, this should be, of course, connected to. Other Web3 uh, social media applications connected to Lens, connected to uh, Farcaster, and so on. So that, that yeah, people can publish content and then it is, yeah, it, it, it is published in these social media applications. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, wonderful. Um, good. So, What's the next biggest milestone and what would you, you know, consider success next year? So the next, or the, the biggest milestones for us from the development side is to specify and also to implement all these protocol extensions. <laughs> But in, in the same priority is also the integrations in other systems. Now we mm -hmm. right now are working together with several ecosystems to uh, connect them to the DM3 world. We are providing these components. Actually, it's a good time to talk about this right now because this week we will publish the new components, the, the new user interface okay. components, which can be used in other applications as well. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah, with this, it is easy for, as I said, for other applications to use it. And yeah, so One of our one of our goals is now to uh, yeah to provide these solutions so that others can, other applications can use it, and right. also to talk to increase our interoperability initiative so that we uh, yeah find and build connections to other networks to other messaging services and so on. So, um, what's the timeline on you know some announcements of? you know, cross-chain compatibility? So as soon as the Gnosis, the, the Gnosis name services, the genome, the GNO domains will be available, this will be in some weeks, there mm -hmm. will be also the connection to uh, the DM3 network available. So this will okay. be uh, the first, first uh, cross-chain application which is available. Yeah, we, we are working on other networks as well sure. so that yeah, this will be the the next big the step first. in the in the next weeks okay so it doesn't you say ne next weeks doesn't mean before new years or next year it, it depends when Gnosis is starting their name okay got you so <laughs> no we worries. are almost ready for this 
I see, I see. Yeah, true. Um, and how how big is the team now? So right now we we are six persons in the team. So okay. six persons directly working on Team Three. The one good thing of the Venture Studio is that we also have some shared resources. Right? So, sure. So we are even if we are now our own company or own, own organization, we also can share some services from the yeah, from the venture studio, which makes it easier to start a new company. Also, Absolutely. I don't need uh, a person for for all things. I only have developers and community people directly in the team, and all the other things we have the shared services the from shared. the venture studio. Mm-hmm. Neat, very neat. Um, so yeah, just a little advertising for a possible future. I hope I'm going to talk with one more project from the Venture Studio Stefan is part of, um, but we'll see about that. Is there anything else you would like to advertise uh, before Christmas? Yeah, I, I want to invite everyone who is working with messaging uh, to get in contact with us if we not already are in contact and to see yeah, how DM3 can be useful for, for their product. DM3 is a public good. Now we publish everything in the DM3 network as open source. So everyone okay. can use it. Everyone can participate. And yeah, we don't want to set or to define all things on ourselves. Now we want to connect to the community and we are doing this already and see what is needed and how we need to build the DM3 protocol that all participants have the biggest benefit out of it. Cool, great. Um, so I assume um, we'll exchange links and I'll get, we'll include the links to the M3 protocol and your community and stuff like that in the show notes. And thank you very much for taking the time. I knew that the M3 is going to be a very cool thing. So it sounds even better than I remember it from the breakfast. It was great having you. Yeah, thank you very much. It was nice to be thank here you. to talk about this interesting topic. I am sure we'll hear more about this very soon. And that was it for today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you want to connect with my guest, or if you are interested in some of the points that were discussed today, just check the show notes for links. And don't forget to subscribe for future episodes. Also, if you are compelled, please leave a review. It helps others to find the podcast and you can surely share it with your friends to save them the trouble of discovery process. I definitely hope you would do that for me. One more thing. From January 2024, there is an option for the interested collectors to mint the episode or just the episode's art, which is always uniquely created by me for each guest and project. So go check the show notes to find out more. Until next time, keep it colorful and stay positive, friends. Ciao.